Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Brian Wallace here. So grateful to have you. I am honored to have my friend Kaylin Ellsbury here today. How are you today, Kaylin? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. I don't know about you, but I've been really looking forward to this episode for a while. So for those of you who don't know Kaylin and Kaylin's story, it's so super interesting. When Kaylin and I met, we kind of met like midway into her story and we had an awesome conversation and she's like, hey, there's all this stuff you totally don't know about me. So rather than give you all that, we'll talk about our conversation, how we got to meet in a minute, but rather than starting in the middle with Kaylin, I think it's more important to start from the start. Now, imagine if you will, if you were told that you weren't going to live past being 14 years old, what would that do to you? It's just incredible to have to have that in your life and persevere. And that wasn't the extent of it. Kaylin, at the age of 25, was making end-of-life arrangements. Now, she, she's doing great. I mean, she she can tell you more about her specific situation, but I think that our weaknesses are our strengths, and she has some incredible strength to draw from, and that's why she's an amazing sought-after keynote speaker, specifically getting into a lot of sales training, and she's an author. And I would love for you to tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and what you've got working on right now. Yeah. Hey, thanks for that intro. Uh, so it's really simple. I got my master's prac in neurolinguistic programming, and uh, right around the time when I was 25, I had 37% lung function due to the progression of cystic fibrosis and docs were like, you know, you've had a good run, but maybe you just file for disability and call it a day. And uh, I did for a while, but I started to be on the rebound and I realized, you know, what do you do when you're legally disabled and have nothing better to do? And the, the answer for me was write a book and start a company. <laughs> and I, I kind of fell into my purpose in this world through those experiences. And my company focuses predominantly on speaking and then a small section of uh, coaching and then some sales training where I leverage hospital lessons and bridge the the gap between hospital life and business life and show that really it's it's all the same. Right. And it almost makes everybody feel bad if you say, hey, how are you doing today? And people are like, oh, I'm a little run down. I'm a little depressed today. And it's like, all right, well, <laughs> how about trying this on for size? So we're never here to compare against different situations, but I really think that you have such a reservoir of energy to draw from and really inspire others. So I know you and I have, in the weeks where we were preparing for this moment, we were really kind of going back and forth and just talking about refining the niche, how we are known, and why we're known, right? Totally. I think You've definitely redefined who you are, and you've been falling more and more into sales training opportunities because I think people who just like watch Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross all day and just people yelling at them, I don't know. I don't think that's enough. I think if they really want to lead, they need to lead with heart, and they need to lead with vulnerability, and they need to show that they're incredible, compassionate people. And I, I feel like that's something that you really give over well. Yeah. And it's how do you take that compassion and vulnerability and take your life to different levels. And that's where in working with salespeople and sales teams, it just 
it clicked for me. And I, I never expected to be doing what I'm doing, um, despite all the vision boards. <laughs> um, right. But, you know, when I found it, I found it. And the statistics and the, the studies that started coming out about what I was able to help people accomplish, um, it just kept fueling me even more. So it always starts with authenticity and vulnerability. But there's just so much more beyond that. Right. That's only just the start of how deep that rabbit hole goes. I think it's such an important thing for everyone to understand. And it can be all sorts of life circumstances. I think everybody always gets wrapped up, especially at an early age, about how to fit in and you don't want to look embarrassed and you just want to be along with the crowd. But I think to be truly effective and transformative in the world, you have to show people how you're different. Right. I think before you, you find your niche and all of that, I know some people have the find your why and all that, and we can rehash other people's books and messages. But I think really just digging deep down, going to how you're different, and then getting into that whole niche, I think that's really been super effective for you. So th I guess the question then is, where do we take it from there? So are you getting out to everywhere that you want to be? And I know you and I have been talking about it. I think there's, there's definitely more of a story to tell to a larger audience out there. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is I've had this business for about a year, year and a half. So I know that I'm a newbie. And if you know me and you know my story, then we're golden, but not enough people know what I'm able to do for them. Because <laughs> I'm not a techie. I don't SEO and digital marketing. I've, I've got a lot to learn on it. And so I think that's part of the reason I was excited to chat with you. Absolutely. I mean, I've been on the internet one way or another for, gosh, probably... 22 years now or so. I've had this business for 12 and a half years and worked in all sorts of different environments. Um, before even starting the infographic marketing agency, I was in, you know, just in tech for a good decade, right? So I've definitely learned a lot of what makes people think, what makes people tick, what Google is looking for. So there's all of these different forces. And I think whenever we're trying to be intentional online, it makes a lot of sense to both go after the human element and what we'll call the Google element. So I feel like you've got an incredible party going and you're new to this. You're just starting the business in a sense, right? So you're going into your second year and you've, I think you've really harnessed the power of the message. You've really found your why. You've really done all that work. And now it's just getting a bunch of people to the door. So let's talk about places to go. Let's talk about visibility. So what kinds of stuff have you already been doing out there for that? <laughs> um, almost nothing. Um, I have a pretty fun social media presence. So right. that, that's been helpful. I get some lead off, um, some lead gen off of my social media posts, specifically on LinkedIn. Um, I wrote an article for Forbes. That was exciting. And uh, tried to write other ones, but I, I was part of a group and none of them got approved. So I quit the group. Um, <laughs> so after that, I've kind of just been doing nothing. Right. And it's discouraging, right? I mean, sometimes you can go through all of the hoops and you follow all of the rhythm. I, I know I've gone into that before where we put so much work into something and we think this campaign is going to be nothing on the internet forever. Everything's held together with bubblegum and scotch tape. And just because you have a good thing going today and you think you're going to get all this press in one regard, who knows what's going to happen? That publication could be bought, sold. It could go out of business. Somebody could buy them up just to delete them. The internet's crazy. And there's like a wave like every two, three years where there's major movements that are happening. So I would say 
okay, you got the Forbes link, awesome. Make sure it's coming back to your main site because when people are going to start Googling you, and they are as you start getting your name out there and people need to hear your voice and be instructed by you, right? I think that that's going to stand out when people are Googling you. And it's not just the Forbes of the internet. I think a lot of people don't even realize when they've been on podcast after podcast, after interview, if you've written on different sites, sometimes just taking a look and contacting the stuff that you've already done, contacting all the people and you say, hey, I'm just cleaning up my profile on the internet. Hey, you forgot to link to me. All of these different little steps make a huge amount of difference. Yeah. And I, I, I do think you're exactly right. And that's that's one of the best ways to start is even the Forbes article, it didn't link back to me. Um I, I had a recruiting company for a while before I shut that down um, to focus on more purpose-centered work. So it links back to the old recruiting company. Okay. Well, there you go. So that's a perfect example. Forbes is one of the best, as much as we were saying, it's not the only thing. It's certainly one of the best sites on the internet in terms of authority or uh, Moz, SEO Moz for people who are kind of into the more technical side. Uh, it's probably one of the higher domain authority sites on the internet, meaning it's one of the more popular sites. So the second you get a really good popular link from a site like that, that can make your profile soar. So that seems like an easy enough thing. Maybe they'll do it. Maybe not. Depends on who you're talking to and the mood, (laughs) but I think it's definitely worth a shot. So I'm sure between huge skyscraper links like that, and then just other things throughout your journey over the last year and a half, that seems to definitely work. So... Let's see. So where else can we go with this in terms of visibility? I feel like there are a lot of people who may be uh, suffering with illnesses, overcoming things uh, that they didn't expect to live past act. I feel like I see, and I have a number of friends that have really made an incredible name for themselves. And the news loves this, right? Because we can't just talk about negativity all day. Overcoming adversity like this doesn't happen every day for everyone. So I feel like pitching this out there. Uh, If you ever look at Help a Reporter Out, H-A-R-O, they always have different stories that they're looking for things. So that's one way that you could get it out there. But I think that your message is powerful enough and good enough, and you have a a body of work enough that once you start to get the momentum going, this should be great, right? Because having the, the background and the focus of doing sales training and keynote speaking specifically, I can't imagine that's a huge pool of people, right? I mean, I, I I do research on my competitors, but there's not too many of them. I mean, tons of people talk about overcoming adversity, yeah. But how do you take those life lessons and apply it to sales? That's pretty niche. Right. Yeah, so I think that if you can just pump up that media a little bit more, and I think some of that could even be TV, some of that could be radio, some of that could be print. Certainly podcasts uh, are a great way of getting that out, and we're on it now. Uh, I know there's lots of people that I associate with and travel around with that there's always like these like top 10, 20, 50 different people to follow about different kinds of things. I think starting, you know, it doesn't have to be that somebody's specifically interviewing you. If you're traveling in troop with a couple of dozen people, that'll certainly start getting it going. And then the social channel is like a byproduct, right? So the social channels are great. It's great that you're sharing all that stuff. But once you're priming that message with your social channel and growing it past that, that's really going to be powerful stuff. 
I agree. What what about conferences speaking? Have you been going to different conferences lately? I feel like there's one in particular, as we are at that time of year, and I'm everybody who's listening knows I am always going to talk about this, South by Southwest. I feel like just even if it isn't direct business that you're going to get that day, week, month, six months from then, the connections that you would get at something like that, I think you would be so unique to just what I really consider the modern day world's fair would be tremendous. Have you been there before? I don't remember us talking about this. I think we did talk about it at one point, but um, I was actually asked to speak a while ago, um, but then they changed their mind. (laughs) Um, So I never actually followed up with that. And then um, I submitted an application online, but never heard back. Um, But I'm not opposed to giving it a go again. Yeah. I mean, I think, so it's too late to apply for 2019, but it opens back up again, I think in July. Mm -hmm. So then you could try it for 2020. Even if you don't go to speak, I think just telling over your story and getting this message out there, I think could be tremendous. But then I think there's entire different groups of people, right? I mean, there's probably tons of tech conferences to go to also, have have you considered different ones specifically? Um, so, I mean, I've spoke at a ton of different conferences, yes. Um, but attending, I mean, I probably, I probably attend one conference a month or so. Um, okay. Most I speak at, but then others I do for just pure social networking side. Right. And I, I think it's definitely important to have that focus and intentionality because you can't be everywhere at <laughs> at the same time for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I love the visibility play and I really feel like building up all of their different avenues at once. I think I'd love to see you in some big media and if you're not hitting all the big media, that's okay, right? I'm sure that there are local affiliates, local things that could be very happy about your story. Uh, a lot of Gannett properties can upchain or uplink to USA Today, which is one of the larger properties on the internet. So I think all of these different things are the right way to go. So it looks like we're just about at the end here. Any final words or where people can find you, Kaylin? <laughs> well, according to everything you've taught me, www.misskaylin.com. That's the one. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. I think that you're such an inspiration and I really feel like you're doing a a world of difference for people out there who think that everything is hopeless and let's just finish there, right? I mean, that's all we've got, but you're a a clear winner that you're able to really go above and beyond that. So I love that about you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for all of your help with this. I appreciate it. My pleasure.